1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. The goal of the podcast is to bring you, the job seekers, my listeners, to new outside the box advice and tactics to take your search to the next level, to really separate yourself. Um, from the competition. And my guest today, Austin Belsack, does just that. Austin is the founder of Cultivated Culture, where he teaches people how to land jobs they love without applying online. And that's a crazy concept for a lot of us, but we'll certainly get to it. And his strategies have helped people land jobs at places like Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Deloitte, Goldman, just to name a few. I'm sure you heard of these places without even applying online. He's also been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Fastco, and a whole lot more. But folks, that is not his daily job. He is currently the director of partnership development over at a little company called Microsoft. I think they own another little company called LinkedIn. So he certainly found a way to land a great gig for himself. And recently, I was drawn to Austin's content on LinkedIn, and I had to connect with him. I had to find out, you know, he he practices what he preaches. I want to hear how he landed his own job. I want to hear how he, you know, gives others advice on this. And we're going to share a whole lot more. Austin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming on. Adam, it's great to be here, man. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, why don't we start off and get my tribe? Why don't you tell us a little bit of your origin story of how you got to where you are today?
0: Yeah, man, for sure. Um, so, it really all started back. I guess if we're doing it um, the right. quick version, it started back in college, where you know I showed up, and my whole goal was to be a doctor. I think we've all had that uh, that idea in our head. One day we'll grow up. You know, we'll we'll be a doctor. We'll make tons of money. We'll help people. Do all that. So I got to college and I immediately failed chemistry, French, a couple right. other classes. And uh, I got out of, I got out of my freshman year with like a two or one nine nine GPA. I think I just missed the two mark. And I know the Mendoza many, I, line
1: in baseball, the Mendoza. Exactly,
0: line. exactly. I was batting well below the Mendoza line, um, and I don't know if uh, too many too many med schools are hiring or uh, accepting people who have that kind of GPA. So I had a decision to make. I was like, um, you know, I can go explore some new stuff, or I can enjoy the social aspect of college. And I I went to boarding school. Um, I, you know, we were kind of stuck on campus, and the first day I pulled, but I, I moved into my dorm room. Um, you know, I'm like, what am I going to do tonight? I, I, should I like go to McDonald's? Should I go to a restaurant? I got all this freedom, and then this car pulls right. up, and like, hey man, you want to go to a party? And I'm like, mm. yeah, let's do it. Um, and so I definitely took that route for the rest of college. And by the end of it, um, you know, I, I didn't, I hadn't really applied online, I hadn't really interviewed anywhere, I hadn't even looked at any jobs. The one job that I did get was just plopped into my lap for my roommate's dad. Um, and that was fine with me cause I got it. I interned their junior year. Um, I had the the offer by the end of the summer and I could just go about enjoying my senior year. Uh, then I quickly realized that, you know, that job was terrible. Um, it was, I didn't think about cost of living. I was getting paid way below, uh, what I deserved and what I needed to get by. So I racked up like 10,000 bucks of credit card debt three months after graduation. Um, and my boss is terrible. He treated me like crap. So I knew I had to get out, but I didn't know how to do it. And so I went and I took advice from all these people that we normally go to, right? Friends, family, career counselors, online people gurus, quote unquote. People and know what they're talking about. so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, they all Man. told me the same thing. They're like, tweak your resume, tweak your cover letter, apply online. Right. So I did that. And uh, about 300 applications later, I, I had zero interviews and it's frustrating. I, it, it was, I mean, frustrating was an understatement for sure. I was like getting off calls and like, punching my steering wheel in my car and like not able to sleep and like super stressed out and the worst part about it was that so all these people that you normally go to for advice were telling me this one thing and and that one thing wasn't working and there were no other avenues or approaches um that that I was aware of so I figured I had to make a change um and basically I think we'll probably dive into the change that I made in the system that I kind of developed but essentially um let's
1: let's get into let's get into that man like you know you were in it you were you were were struggling you were frustrated you were applying you know you were applying to everything online and and it it took you a little bit to realize but you finally came to that epiphany like it's just a black hole now why is no one responding to me i I feel like i'm applying for, for qualified jobs i feel like i have a good background and and what was that moment and what did you do
0: Yeah. So I mean, everybody tells you, right, you pay all this money to go to college, especially in the US. And and you do that because you're basically guaranteed a job, you know, you can you can get your foot in the door anywhere with a college degree. And uh, honestly, that's simply not true these days. So uh, I mean, that that moment came after about 100 applications with zero replies. And also, I got I did get a few interviews from family, friends, personal network, things like that. And they all told me the same thing, like, hey, you're a great kid. But we have all these other applicants who have more experience and you don't really have any. So, you know, sorry, but we got to move on. And so I had no idea what else to do. Um, And the inflection point really Mm. came when I sat down with an alumni from Wake who worked at Uber and he was like, look, man, um, you know, you're taking advice from all these people who haven't been where you want to go. You know, none of these people work at the companies that you're aiming to get to Mm. and none of them have done it coming from a non-traditional background like you have. So you need to get out there and you need to find people who, have already achieved what you wanna achieve. Um, and that was a game changer. So immediately I went home and I wrote down like four criteria for my dream job, which were to be living in a big city. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina when I graduated from so school. you set your goals. Yeah, so I set my goals. I wanted to be in New York, LA, big city like that. I wanted to work for a leading tech company like a Microsoft or a Google. Um, I wanted to be making six figures annually and I wanted to be doing it all before the age of 26 because I didn't wanna wait forever for this to come to fruition um so then i went and i hit up linkedin hard um Mm. which is you know you mentioned it before but one of the best platforms out there for job seekers professionals especially for this kind of thing and i just combed through people who were already working at these companies and i tried to check all the boxes i would match their job title up with stuff on salary.com you really went in deep
1: you you utilize the platform to search and i talk about that all the time is you got to put the work on these people aren't just going to float to the surface
0: yeah Exactly. Um, so I had to go out there and find them, And I, I would start sending cold emails to the people. And I specifically tried to find people who came from a non-traditional background like my own. And I was like, How, how'd you do this? Like, how'd you get it done? And basically, those conversations led to a couple of ba- the to the two major components of the system that I use to get my job and that I teach, um, you know, the thousands of people that come through my community, which are basically one, you need to get a referral. Um, but you can you don't necessarily have to know that person already you can build that relationship right. from scratch and you can you can pick and choose who you get in contact with so the best part about this is we can go say hey you're the hiring manager you'd be the person sitting next to me on my team if I got hired i want to build a relationship with you because not only can you refer me in but if I turn you into an advocate for me, you can coach me through the interview process. And you can, 100%. In the room, yeah, so, we're the so highest. Let's talk
1: st- about the process once you started sending those emails. I'm sure you had a, a decent amount of rejections at first until you found the right type of message. And just generally speaking, what was the type of message that really resonated when you reached out to people?
0: Sure. So the biggest mistake that people make when they reach out is um, they send an email and they make it about themselves and they kind of show up with their palm out. So it's something like, you know hey here's my resume can you take a look or i'm looking for a job at your company or in your industry can you help me or uh you know what advice do you have because you know i'm trying to make this jump and even if it's a something something as in- in- innocuous as hey i'm looking for advice help um it's still there's a lot of eyes it's there's a lot it's a, it's, it's very a want. it's essential. one-sided exactly
1: transactional
0: and when you're hitting people up who've never met you before never heard of you never seen your name you know they're not they're busy right they got their own priorities they got their job you know maybe right. they went to the doctor and something happened that they're worried about or their finances or they, they, they've got all this stuff happening and you're like the lowest priority on their list so if you show up and you're like hey do this for me that's going to be a big no right no no way mm-hmm. so, and so how did you switch that what was that massive what, what was your approach so basically what i would do is i would i would research them and i'd try to find an angle to make it about them and I would say I would look for anything, I would, I, especially for the people that I found since I was coming from a non-traditional background, I would basically send them an email because I was looking for people who had a non-traditional background. I would say, hey, you know, I saw that you made this jump from whatever, healthcare to tech or HR into sales. And I know that couldn't have been easy. And I'm sure you, you know, you bumped up a lot against a lot of challenges and, and a lot of people who told you you couldn't do it. Uh, if you have a few minutes, I'd love to hear your story, your path and learn more about the obstacles you faced and how you overcame them. If you have a few minutes, let me know. And so I've really built them up. It's it's receptive. Let's
1: just pause there for a minute. And I want people to understand the dynamic shift here. The key dynamic shift is making it not about you and what you want. You have to relate to people and you also have to understand people's time is valuable. My time, and I'm sure Austin's as well, time is your most valuable asset. And you have to be very conscious when asking someone for their time. In in some ways, I think it's more it's it's more personal than asking for money. Mm-hmm. You know, your time is your 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 time is valuable. And another point that I want to call out: what Austin is talking about here takes work and effort, a lot of work and effort. And if you're not willing to put it in, if you're not willing to put in the time or half-ass it, then don't bother with this approach and expect results.
0: Yep, a hundred percent. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself, Adam. I think a lot of people. They learn about this, and then they start sending emails, and they don't see an immediate return, and they're like, well, this this doesn't work. Or, right. or they get lazy,
1: and they don't customize it. They just go with a template, to copy and paste, and they get sloppy. Exactly. And people know a template. Believe me, the amount of crap that you get on LinkedIn right now with sales, it's it's absolute garbage. So let me ask you, did you use this approach to land your job at Microsoft?
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Tell us so a little ba- bit about that. A little, pull back the curtain. Let's hear it. For sure. Um, So essentially, what I did first, I needed to get experience. And if you're looking to switch industries, um, no matter what, you have to find a way to get real world results if you want to make it happen. So (laughs) you good? Sorry. So yeah, for me, um, everybody would tell me, hey, you don't have enough experience. And so I knew that especially from talking to these people at these companies, they had done the same thing. They'd gone out and found a way to turn uh, first learn the industry that they wanted to get into, but then turn it into real world results. So I went out and I taught myself digital marketing. Um, and then I took the knowledge. I got Google certified. I got certified on Facebook and all these other platforms. And then I took that knowledge and I went out and I pitched small businesses uh, until I had enough clientele to basically run a little freelance shop. And so I, those, were, those were my results. You know, Nobody was willing to hire me without experience. So I had to go build the experience myself.
1: Right. You had to have but, it.
0: Yep. And that was a starting point point. and pitching those, pitching those companies was a great lead into, um, you know, the, the pitching myself to, to these actual, the, the companies that I wanted to work at. So like I said, um, you know, one of the major components is finding the right people. The second piece is finding a way to illustrate your value that shows what you'll bring to the table instead of focusing on what you've done in the past. So if you, you know, if you don't hundred percent align to the job that you want uh, on paper, you're going to spend all your time defending your past unless you choose to shift the narrative. So the only way to do that is to find something that you can show them that basically validates your value. I, I call it a value validation project. Um, but so basically I combine those two sentiments. So the first thing I did was I found a target role and I, I said, this is the role that I want. And then I created a pipeline, same as you would for sales. So I just got a hundred contacts at, across 10 companies, I basically did 10 contacts per company. And I just started reaching out to them. And I, I used the template we said before, um, like, hey, you know, I saw that you're doing this cool stuff, or you came from this background, I'd love I mean, to learn more. But you more put about in the work
1: it. to research. It wasn't just a template. I mean, you no, had, you had a no, format. No.
0: yeah, every email is every email is personalized. Every email is unique. And the goal is honestly of the, the goal of an email is not to get hired. It's simply to get somebody on the phone. Because once you get somebody on the phone, you got them locked in for half an hour, you're talking it's about
1: brevity, right? Your emails weren't too long. They were shortened to the point. I want everyone to- to pause here and rewind this podcast about two and a half three minutes and 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 hear a couple times through the the tactics that austin is talking about here
0: yeah and if you just want a quick hit list i mean basically the best the, the cold emails that get the most responses they're one personalized they're 120 words on average they're written at a third grade level um, and there there are tools you can use on the internet if you go type in um you know like reading level grader, or whatever you can copy paste your email in there and they'll tell you so they're written at the third grade level. They have it's, a little. It's reading
1: kind of- comprehension, right? It's attention. If you look at an email quickly, I mean, listen. I, the the sheer volume that I get every single day, visually speaking, from an optics perspective, you're more inclined to read a shorter message that's easier to read. Your your brain can process words really quickly. So you have to be cognizant of of the of the, I guess it's the the biology, the optics of, of human, you know, comprehension.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's that's what it's all about. It's playing into, it's making it easy for the other person is the best way to put it. Um, so sending those emails was my start. Um, and then I would book these conversations. And basically I would, before the conversations, um, you know, I picked 10 companies that I wanted to work at. This process is it's really effective. It's not very scalable. Um, so I picked 10 companies and I researched the the crap out of them. I, I didn't stop until I knew everything about Uh, their current status, challenges they're facing, big initiatives they have for the next three to six months, their goals, their their vision, their culture, all of that. And then I tried to dig into the specific teams that I was looking into. So you know, if I was going to be hired uh, into the retail vertical or the automotive vertical or or something else for advertising, what was their stance in that space? What were they looking to do? Um, So I'd spend about three to five hours researching each company. And then I would start reaching out to these people. So I did the research first because it informed some of the outreach. And then when I got on the phone with them, my goal was basically to let them talk for the first half hour, get them warmed up, get them feeling good. There's a lot of research out there that shows um, that, you know, when people talk about themselves and their personal interests, the pleasure centers in their brain that are associated with eating a good meal, having sex, cocaine, light up. So basically if I can get somebody to talk about themselves, I'm tapping into that. Like you said, it's the biology And and it makes them feel good. And if I let
1: you're soliciting a response,
0: yeah. And if I let them go for half an hour, then I still have half an hour to spin it back to what I want, what I need. But now they're open, they're receptive, and so I would then flip the narrative and basically say, you know, hey, well, this is amazing, and it really resonated with me because I'm looking to make a similar transition. So you know, here's sort of where I'm at. What advice do you have? And also, I'd love to learn more about your role, like what. What big challenges do you have? And so that's basically the major things I would try to take away from it were uh, advice from them and also the biggest challenges or the biggest initiatives their team was running at the moment because that was my window into proving out my value. So time and again, a lot of these companies would tell me, hey, you don't have enough experience. And so what I would work to do is I would work to understand those challenges they were having, those initiatives. And then I'd go back and I'd put something together. Again, I call it a value validation project, but basically a deliverable that shows... Um, exactly uh, what I bring to the table and what they'll get if they hire me. So, Guys, when I was... go for I it. I mean, it, it,
1: the key takeaway here is the amount of work and effort that you put into it has paid dividends. You work in one of the biggest, best companies in the world because you put in the time and you didn't stick to doing the same exact thing. And you said something earlier that kind of resonated with me. It's, this is not scalable and not everything is meant to be scalable. When you're strategic and you're targeted and you're laser focused in your job search and you know where you want to be, and you put in the effort with tactics like this, you see the results.
0: Yeah, 100%. And so I basically took, you know, I got I got in the door with people at Google and Microsoft and Twitter. And um, for the value validation piece for Google, um, you know, the first, my, my interview process with them actually was about seven months long, which was ridiculous. Um, but everybody there told me, you don't have enough experience. You can't do this. You don't know what you're talking about. So I put together a pitch deck and I basically, my goal was basically to be selling, into new, new, uh, new business, uh, for, for small to medium sized businesses. So I put together a pitch deck and I went in there and I said, you don't think I can do this. Let me pitch you the same way I'd pitch a client if you hired me. And so I had a whole deck, I had slides and I basically showed them, I know your product. I know the narrative. And, um, I, I, this is exactly what I bring to the table if you hire me. So that was that for them for Twitter. When I was interviewing with them. Um at the time they were having trouble monetizing. And that was their big that was the big thing that Wall Street and people were ragging on them for. And so I went in and I said, you know, hey, here's a one sheet um or a couple slides with five ideas for how you can monetize your existing audience um without doing anything else. And so I come in, I interview well, but then I also have this other piece that allows me to shift the narrative away from, hey, you don't have enough experience. This is value add. Here's exactly what I'm gonna do if you hire me. So I bury the doubts and concerns and I show them what I bring to the table if they were to invest in
1: it's it's a proactive approach to the job search you're going in there problem solving you're going in with that presentation already that shows initiative and that shows tenacity and that shows a lot of those soft those soft skills that are that that are so important and I implore everyone listening if you're having trouble in your job search if you're not finding success it's time to do something different you can't keep repeating the same things and austin's tips here are these are incredible dude dude I, i i i applaud you so your main gig at Microsoft, that's, that's your main gig and you built a pretty amazing side hustle. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the importance of that side hustle. Let's talk about like how much time you put into it, the effort and what are the first steps that people could take? So, you know, you, you found this this superpower that you have, and we'll get to that in a little bit that you kind of, you know, built out and you're monetizing it for your side hustle. And how'd you get to that point?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'd always wanted to be an entrepreneur, um, you know, since since I left college because i I just wanted to do my own thing, and I saw that the people who were running their own businesses had the lifestyle that I wanted to have and so um I think the biggest hang up and and to your point about you know how to get started, my biggest issue is that I wanted to like create the next Facebook, I think like everybody does and uh, so I would spin up all these crazy ideas, app ideas, company ideas, whatever that all required you know ridiculous funding and developers, and all this crap that I couldn't afford. Um, and so finally, you know, when I got my job at Microsoft, I had a bunch of people reach out to me and they're like, Hey, aren't you the dude who had like a 2.0 GPA when you graduated and now you're working at this amazing place? Like how, how did you do that? That's great. Right. And, oh, it was the best feeling. Um, and after I, like, I had that, I had that when I worked at Amex, I worked at American Express and so like you almost failed Buffalo.
1: How <laughs> they like, where you come from, they would be like, what B school did you go to? I'd be like, I don't even know what that means to
0: you. Real life B school. Um, yeah. And so that, that was it. So I had like a couple dozen people reach out to me. And after like the 30th person, I was like, well, I'm telling everybody the same thing. So I wrote up this blog post. And, um, you know, I, at this point, I had been really doing some research on a lot of the people that I look up to in the online biz space. And I was dissecting their writing style and all that. So I finally decided to give it a shot myself. And um, I wrote up this blog post called How to Get a Job Anywhere with No Connections. If you go to my site, it's the- Yeah, it's we're going we're gonna to link that below for the
1: interview. We're going to link yep. it.
0: Um, and so it basically walked through the enti- everything that I learned. Um, so you know, we, we kind of skimmed through at a high level in the process, but my process was really data-driven. So I basically spent, as soon as I talked to those people, I went on as many interviews as I could. And I applied to as many jobs as I could and talked to as many people. And I kept data on all of it. So I would A-B test resumes, I would try out different interview questions, I would try out so different tactics, and I would I would I'd keep Excel sheets of how everything worked and success rates and all that. So I had all this data. So I took it and I just wrote up this whole post on on how to do it. And um, I did a little bit of promotion behind it, ended up getting like 60,000 views in, in the first 30 days or so. Awesome. And yeah, and so many people, more, more so than the views, I had people emailing me and saying like, hey, this is amazing this really resonated with me i thought the only thing i could do was apply online and now this is a, a brand new approach and that was that was 3 years ago now so we've been up and running had about 30,000 people plus come through the community um and and it's, it's been awesome man.
1: yeah so, so what's 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 the offering is is it is it coaching is it e-learning it's an e-course what, what's the offering
0: yeah it's across the board so i mean for me first and foremost my major thing is to add value my goal is to help people get jobs and so i try to make my free content the most valuable career free career content on the web. Um, and I truly believe that it is. And I, I don't mean that to sound, you know, arrogant or whatever. I, I just, you know, if people check it out. I, I feel like they'll agree. But on top of that, I do do coaching. I do one-on-one coaching. Um, and then I also have a course that I sell, but you can't see the course. You can't see the coaching on the website. You have to sign up for the email list. You have to reach right. out. To so again, it's all about make, make people do the work,
1: right? Make people show you that they're motivated to do this and they're not just trying to half ass to get to you. Right?
0: Yeah, exactly. You pay
1: to play. Now that's, Dude, that's that's incredible. And, and how do you get this all done while managing? You know, I know Microsoft's not a nine to five job. How do you, how do you manage your time and your effort?
0: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I mean, it really comes down to being intentional about it. I think. You know, I, I was actually um, uh, I I scroll through Reddit a bunch to to just pass the time, and somebody actually put something on there the other day, which I thought was interesting. They're like, you know, a lot. Everybody says they're tired, right? We're tired all the time. Like, if I, I'm tired, if I sit on the couch and I don't want to do something. If I go work out, I'm tired. If I work a 12 hour day, I'm tired. Um, so tired really isn't just an excuse anymore. Um, and if you want to get something done, you just have to accept that you're probably going to be tired. Um, and so I, I, I'm very intentional about work-life balance. Um, and, and having my side hustle, uh, allows me to control some of that, but I wake up early, my wife and I get up at five 30 every day. We hit the gym. Um, then I put in a couple of hours there and then you, I put you don't a
1: have kids, hours. do you?
0: No, not yet. Yeah, that's, gonna, that's gonna
1: be that 530 is gonna go into baby mode, dude.
0: Yes. Yep. A hundred percent. And so I'm trying I was to five forty
1: five, but it wasn't for the gym. Nope. my ten month old was was yapping away.
0: Yeah. So we're we're trying to get it in before that while we can and it's uh, super excited to have kids, but uh and then after the the workday's over, you know, I put in a couple hours in the evening and then I get a lot of stuff done on the weekend too and it's um you know i love doing it though so it's not really like a burden and it's not like that doesn't feel like work to me it's it's fun stuff i enjoy it and um you know I'm, i i see the results i'm helping people they email that's me awesome. they're like i got jo- i got a job and
1: the best feeling in the world when you, when you when you help people and you know what if you can make money added to them why not that's that's a world that we live in yep. um so let's let's bring it home here with a, with a couple of questions real quick what does the word authentic mean to you
0: I think it's really just being yourself um, and staying true to your values, what you believe in. Um, You know, for my site, I I donate 5% of my gross profits to a couple of different organizations um, and I put them up there. And I think some of the stuff, especially in today's climate, I think if a few of those um, might be controversial, but those are things that I firmly believe in and I stand by. And so there's that, um, you know, I'm always trying to get on the phone with people who are in my audience, whether it's, you know, 15 minute call, 30 minute call, Even if, you know, if somebody really needs the help and they can't afford coaching or whatever, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn them away. Um, And I don't really, I try, I I don't change who I am for, um, you know, anybody to an extent, obviously, you know, but I I really just try to bring myself to the table. And I think that's really important for anybody in any business. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And Austin, what's the great, the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received?
0: Um, I think it, it's something that my wife told me that really related to, uh, the conversation I mentioned while I was job searching, which is, um, you know, to only take advice from people who already have what you want, because those are the people who are going to be able to, to give you the best advice. They, they've been there, they've gone through what you're going through. And, um, you know, the other people just don't have that same experience. So get that dialed in.
1: Awesome. And what's the greatest accomplishment that you've had in your career?
0: Uh, I mean, the greatest life accomplishment for me is is uh, marrying my wife. She's the best and she's the reason that this whole business, she's right. like, the reason all this can happen. Um,
1: oh, it's amazing having that rock.
0: A hundred percent. It's one of the best life hacks. Uh, but outside <laughs> of that, I mean, the biggest accomplishment for me was honestly getting that job at Microsoft. Um, you know, I, I think coming from where I was coming from and doing the things that I had to do to get there. That was, the feeling was like undescribable. And every day I'm so grateful to come to work here. I work with amazing people. I get to awesome. do amazing work and they let me run my business on the side. Yeah. Which I, I am, I think is, I'm pretty lucky. So to they're actually. cool with it. They, they know oh, what yeah. you
1: do. 100%. They encourage and have an organization that knows that you're adding value outside. That you're not doing it on their time um, uh, and they're done. So flip that, what, what, is, what is the biggest failure you've had in your career to date and what did you learn from it?
0: Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think I think the biggest failure, honestly, was. I I mean, I've had a lot of failures. So I guess if we talk on the surface level, I mean, I've tried to start a million companies, and and a bunch of them fell on their face, and I lost a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think that I've had like an epic failure that people like. I know a lot of people have that where they lost millions of dollars or the company failed or whatever. I haven't had that yet, which is a blessing. um, And I'm super grateful for that. I think the biggest shortcoming I've had or flaw was honestly like back when I started um, was assuming that just because everybody was doing it meant it was the way it should be done. And that led to hundreds of applications and countless hours of applying online and getting stressed out and hating myself and being depressed. And once I kind of stepped outside of that and said, hey, you know, let me see. Just because everybody's doing this, maybe there's a different way. Um, that's what led me on my path to the job Austin. at Microsoft and starting Cultivated Culture. I love it, man. That's that's fantastic. And Austin, what is your superpower? Um, <laughs> helping people get jobs. I think that would yeah. that would probably be the number one. Um, but I I like to think that I'm pretty good at um, you know building relationships with people that I talk to, and and I'm pretty open minded about uh, about different situations, different people where, where folks are coming from. Um, and so I always try to stay grounded in that by talking to people in my audience, um, across the board, but yeah, I, I I think, and hope that would be it.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And Austin, I ask every guest this question on the podcast, when things are going great, when things are not going great, and you need to look up, what what is your North star?
0: Uh, my wife, 100%. Um, like we, she's always there for me when when things aren't going so well, um, or when things are going great. Uh, but I think the former is more important, and she always has great advice to to keep me grounded. Sometimes I'm not always up to listen to the advice, but it ends oh, up being great in the end. So I'm I'm just super lucky to have her and uh, have her support.
1: Dude, Austin, this is this was awesome. So closing thoughts, everybody. Spray and pray, and applying to every job you see blindly is not a good tactic. It's not even a tactic. In fact. It's actually the worst thing you could do. It's a waste of complete time. And you need to be smart and strategic in your job search and give yourself every competitive advantage. How do you stand out from the competition? How do you do that? How do you get in front of the decision makers and influencers? Insights and advice that Austin has shared today is gold. He practices what he preaches and has found great success, and he now shares that with everybody here. And side hustles are not for everyone, but if you feel you have a passion, you can monetize it, and you have the time for it. You're foolish not to, I promise you. You're a fool not to, and you'll regret it. And you may find quickly that it's sustainable and maybe even more financially opportunistic than you thought, and you may wanna make a career pivot. And speaking of pivots, they are hard and they're not for everyone. And you need to capitalize on your transferable skills that directly apply to your new industry. This is important. That's another piece of the side hustle. You learn what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mm -hmm. But you also need to be potentially open to financial and title step back. I'm gonna really get into that here too much, But you know, to take a step forward, sometimes you gotta take a step back. But I, as I have personally experienced, having a tremendous amount of career and life experience behind you will propel you incredibly more in that new role. Folks, the, the advice that Austin gave today is incredible. This is gold. Rewind, listen to this a couple of times. And this is what you need to harness your inner tenacity to drive your career forward. Austin, where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? And we'll certainly have the links below when we post it.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, my site's cultivatedculture.com. I always, um, again, again, trying to add value. So I have a a page that has, free resume course, um, the five most effective strategies that my audience has found um, to help them land jobs without applying online. And you can find those at cultivatedculture.com forward slash pause cast. And then outside of that, my email is Austin at cultivatedculture.com. Hit me up with questions. I can't be the guy to tell you to to cold email people and then ignore you. So um, I read them all. I reply to them all. Um, Any questions, don't hesitate to ask.
1: Austin, this is awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Adam. I appreciate it, man. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us again on the podcast. Please be sure to follow us on all the social media channels. Links will be below in the comments. Subscribe, comment, network. And remember, take your online offline. And thank you for joining us and catch us next week for another amazing episode of the podcast. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com